This is the KFDM Morning Show podcast from the most watched morning team in Southeast Texas. Beaumont well, police are releasing the name of a motorcycle driver killed in a crash on Interstate 10. 54-year-old Shannon Berrios of Lumberton died at the scene of the crash Sunday night in the 700 block of Interstate 10 near east near Grand Street. Investigators say Berrios lost control of his motorcycle and struck the center barrier wall. He was thrown over the barrier and was hit by oncoming traffic. The other driver wasn't injured. I would never ask, expect a child to have to ever walk in those doors ever and ever again. That building needs to be gone, taken away, and, and gone. Well, that's the mayor of Uvalde. He gave an interview yesterday saying Rob Elementary in Uvalde, the site of last week's mass shooting, needs to be torn down. The mayor also saying he wants an outside fresh set of eyes to look over the investigation. What happened in Uvalde was a horrific act of evil. And as Texans, we must come together and lift up Uvalde and support them in every way that we possibly can. It is going to take time to heal the devastation that the families there have gone through and are going through. But be assured, we will not relent until Uvalde recovers. We are Texas and Texans will unite. And that was Governor Greg Abbott during a somber ceremony in Longview yesterday, asking Texans to keep the Uvalde victims and their families in their thoughts and prayers. And the morning, of course, continues in Uvalde. Exactly one week since a gunman killed 19 students and two teachers at Robb Elementary School. As funerals begin today in Texas, in Washington, lawmakers are once again trying to find compromise in the gun control debate. Bradley Blackburn has the latest. Funerals will be held today for two of the victims of last week's school shooting. Amory Joe Garza and Maite Rodriguez, both just 10 years old, were killed in their classroom one week ago. Maite's cousin says the fourth grader dreamed of becoming a marine biologist. She didn't deserve it, but I just know in that moment she was brave. She was telling people where to hide. Visitation was held yesterday for the girls at this funeral home, just steps from Robb Elementary. That's where the gunman initially began shooting before his attack on the school. She looks amazing. She has this pretty white dress. That casket, she looks like nothing happened to her. She looks like she died at peace. We all know the reality. A push to tear down the school is gaining momentum, including from the city's mayor. I would never ask, expect a child to have to ever walk in those doors ever and ever again. In Washington, the debate over gun control continues. A bipartisan group of senators is meeting over Zoom today to search for common ground. Well, I've been pretty motivated all along. President Biden hopes the latest tragedies will help convince more Republicans to come to the bargaining table. I, I think things have gotten so bad that everybody's getting more rational about it. At least that's my hope Following the 2012 school shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary in Newtown, Connecticut, Congress failed to pass legislation expanding background checks. Bradley Blackburn, CBS News. Round two of the battle for Port Arthur mayor gets underway this morning. Early voting begins at 8 a.m. today in the runoff between incumbent Mayor Thurman Barty and Floyd Batiste. Barty came close to the 50% needed to win outright May 7th, but not enough to avoid a runoff. Early voting runs from today through June 7th. The election is going to be Saturday, June 11th. Polls are open from 8 until 5 this week and 7 a.m. until 7 p.m. next Monday and Tuesday. You can go to KFDM.com for a list of all 
all polling locations. An update now to a story Angel San Juan told you about last week. The need for more pantry boxes in the area, makeshift containers where people can drop off non-perishable food items and other products. Homeless advocate Eric Ardwan is responding with this pantry box, or as he calls it, the blessing stand in the front yard of his home at 2655 Harrison Street in the Oaks Historic District. You can donate non-perishables of all kinds to share with those who need the blessings, as Eric puts it. A sign will read if you have it give it if you need it take it while we prepare for hurricane season funding is moving forward for a number of projects to help prevent massive flooding the so-called ike dyke project would create a system of levees a swinging gate in the gulf dunes and other elements with the goal of preventing massive flooding congressman brian babin stopped by kmtm last week and talked about the upcoming hurricane season I'm in my eighth year. We've had seven declarations of disaster in those eight years in my district. It's incredible. Uh, being ready to prevent the damage is much better than trying to clean up afterwards. So it's not a matter of if we're going to be hit by another hurricane or natural disaster. It's just a matter of when. Bavin visited with us after attending a disaster conference in Chambers County. And now, your daily weather forecast from the Southeast Texas Weather Authority. Good morning, Southeast Texas. I'm meteorologist Chad Sandwell. Here's a look at your forecast for Tuesday. It is the last day of May, May the 31st, 2022, and we are going to be looking at a very similar forecast to what we saw yesterday. That means we are going to be off to a very warm start across all of southeast texas this morning generally 70s a few 80 degree readings still as we push into the early morning hours we'll look for partly cloudy skies this afternoon winds will be gusting up to around 25 miles an hour and there is a very small 20 percent coverage of showers we saw a couple little pop-up showers yesterday mainly across hardin county i think we have the same type of setup today so look for a few raindrops here and there across southeast texas as we head through the overnight hours, not going to cool off much. We're in a moisture-rich environment here in southeast Texas as high pressure has shifted just off to our east, so that draws in the moisture out of the Gulf of Mexico. And when you add in just a little bit of heating, that creates the opportunity for a few showers and thunderstorms to develop. But at the same time, it'll keep our overnight lows well above average for this time of year. So overnight lows going to be in the middle to upper 70s when you wake up on Wednesday morning. And then we go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, as we're going to see a trough of low pressure kind of swing across the Midwest. That's going to bring in a little bit of energy combined with the moisture that we have. That's going to bring us about a 30% coverage of showers for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So the first couple of days of June could be looking at a little bit of light rain, which is certainly something we need here in southeast Texas. Temperatures through Friday should hang right around that 90 degree mark, a degree or two on either side. And then as we head towards the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, we'll see the possibility of a few isolated showers. Again, moisture coming off the Gulf, a little bit of afternoon heating, a little bit of instability. You get the possibility of a few showers. Heading into early next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, at this point, look a little quieter with partly cloudy skies and highs topping out into the lower 90s. Remember, May uh, tomorrow, June the 1st, the start of hurricane season in the Atlantic Basin. We've already seen a hurricane in the eastern Pacific. Agatha going to work its way across Mexico. Hurricane Center gives this a 60% chance to redevelop as it continues east across the Yucatan Peninsula out into the southeastern Gulf of Mexico. The moisture at this point looks like it's headed towards Cuba, perhaps southern Florida by the end of the week. But again, a 60% chance that that develops into possibly Alex, which is the first named storm 
of the 2022 hurricane season. Speaking of hurricane season, starting Wednesday at local market basket locations, you can pick up the 22 2022 edition of the hurricane tracking chart so stop by and get that so let's recap your forecast one more time for tuesday high temperatures into the upper 80s to lower 90s we'll look for a 20 percent coverage of showers under partly cloudy skies from the kfdm and fox 4 weather center on this tuesday morning i'm meteorologist chad sandwell have a great day thanks for listening join us again tomorrow for the kfdm morning show podcast